Hello, everybody. This is Rafael Davidovich. Welcome to the Explorations Podcast. Today is our Navi Shi'ur. We are learning the book of Judges right now. This is Sefer Shoftim. We are up to Perak Zion. That is chapter 7. Continuing the story of Gid'on, known as Gideon in English, and also known in the story as Yerubaal, which was the title for his fighting Baal, the idols of Baal. If you recall from the brief class I gave on chapter 6, Gid'on will occupy a special role even as a judge, he is not just any judge. He was the judge who came closest to declaring himself or being declared as an actual king. And that is because of the events that we will see, especially now in chapter 7. Because Gidon is not just a judge. Gidon is fighting Midian. And as we discovered last week briefly, if you take a look at the end of chapter 6, not just Midian, but Midian and Amalek. Because you see, Midian and Amalek were neighboring tribes, and when they chose to invade and take over the land that the Jews had, Eretz Yisrael, they were not merely taking over in the political sense of having the king of Midian or a leader of Midian take over the country. Rather, Midian wanted to do exactly what the Jews had done, which is to move into the land and live there and take over fully the same way the Jews had, which was obviously destroying the Jewish experience of living in the land as their crops were being taken and lands and farmland was being invaded. So now here in chapter 7, Hashem tells Gidon he has to fight back. And the way that he fights back is one of the miraculous elements that makes Gidon such a hero for us. Because Hashem tells Gidon that the way that you take over and defeat Midian is not going to be by just having a very large army, because I want you to make the point, Hashem is telling Gidon, I want to make the point that this is Hashem taking the land over again. And the way that this is done, how do you prove such a thing after all, is by making it that the defeat of Midian, meaning defeating Midian, will not take place using the regular laws of warfare in nature, but by having a very small group of soldiers. So that if you take a look, it's very interesting to watch the various tests that reduce the fighting force from 22,000 people to 300 people. So meaning... Gidon was left, was started with a fighting force of 22,000 men. And then by the time Hashem was done weeding out one group after another, left with 300. But Gidon says, is told that all he needs is these 300. And then if you take a look, and this is important in the rules of warfare as well, he goes in, sends spies to check out what the mood is in the Midianite camp and discovers that the Midianites are terrified. They are secretly terrified. They're having bad dreams. They're having omens that something bad is going to happen. And then Gidon wipes them out using what I call psychological warfare, meaning simply making a lot of noise and frightening the people, which is something that is mentioned in the Torah itself. Psychological warfare... So, sorry, psychological warfare is a major feature in the way that the Jews defeat their enemies throughout the time of Tanakh. So now, he goes ahead and defeats them, and why, and even defeats to the point of killing the 
kings of Midian. Midian seems to have been a confederation of five tribes, so as they were in the times of the Torah, and two of them are killed at this point. And because of this, Gidon now uh, earns his place at the top of the rank, not merely as a judge who pushes away some offending political force, but he accomplishes in a way something very similar to what Yehoshua accomplished, which is really to reconquer the land in a way that had not been done for a century already since the times of Joshua, of Yehoshua. That is the conclusion of my summary of chapter 7. Thank you all for listening.